into it. What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl Land. Her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Thursday. What are you grateful for today, Lisa Rose? Uh, frozen and boxed foods. Oh. Yeah, they just become the convenience. Yeah. yeah. Get it. And sometimes it's kind of like the best meals. Mm. Like you just know it's going to be good. You know yeah. I mean? Like it came from the factory, bitch. Like it's that same, <laughs> you're getting the same shit every time. It's like a McDonald's drive through You yep. know that burger's going to taste the same every exactly. damn time. Exactly. It's already seasoned. It's already cooked. <laughs> so I just have to heat it up. Okay. That's awesome. I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I've definitely had days like that that it's like, comes in clutch like yeah you're like forget to take something out or change plans change or something Mm -hmm. you're like box a mac and some fucking frozen whatever i have these costco Mm. tilapias but they're panko crusted Uh uh-huh you just put them in the air fryer so good so good yeah i did that and like a box of that little mac and cheese that we like the sun-dried tomato mac and cheese done does they need the tilapia or no no oh okay he probably could. But he's just like, yeah, eh, it ain't worth that. He wishes he could. Yeah. It's not worth trying, though. Yeah, I get it. Maybe I get it. He, he was going through his papers and found a recent allergy test, and he was like, technically, I could have walnuts. I was like, let's not test that. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's not messing much. Yeah, I know. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my daughter's sense of being... If that makes sense. Just, yeah. She's just got her shit together in circumstances. Yeah, in certain circumstances, I think she just, she comes across as like, I got this under control. And I love that about her. You know, I'm grateful that she's not weak like I am in those areas. Like where I feel I'm weakest, I feel like she is the strongest, you know. And I am really grateful for that because I see how my weakness has led my life path. And... I obviously want better for my kids, all of my kids. So I just, a little just situations lately that come up, you know, it could be good or bad, but the way she handles them or the way she reacts to them are so much, um, are just better. Like she's, she's so immature in so many ways, but she's so many, she's so grown in so many ways. So I'm grateful that she's got that clarity. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, like you can learn from her. Oh, I do like, all the time. You're like, damn, good way to look at it. Yeah, I. oh, no, I do. I look all the time. I, I tell her she's my therapist. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely, I, I'm grateful for that because I just, there are certain situations that I'm just like, oh, God, you like, I worry about a situation and then she just reassures me. She's like, do you think I would actually do that? Or mm-hmm. like, you know, or you don't think I know better? And right. it's like, Oh, she does. Yeah. But because I don't. You're not in her brain, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I know oh, the yeah. mistakes like, I made at her that's not how size. I would think about it. Right. So. Especially at her age. Like, yeah. at her age, I was like, oh, this, this, that. And she's like, well, no, not at all. So mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful that she has her own being, her own sense of confidence in a lot of ways that I never had. So I know that that's going to prevent her from doing some shit that I did, you know? Mm. So I'm grateful for that. Love that. Strong ass bitch. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, so today we are hopping into emails. We're going to do some advice emails. We have a few urgent ones. So we're going to get to those first. Okie dokie. Okay, ready? Yes, ma'am. Emergency. 
Crazy sister-in-law physical fight. Oh, shit. Hey, listen, Jerry. Been listening to your podcast since the beginning, and I've been watching Alyssa on YouTube since you lived with her parents. Oh, my God. Thank you. Wow. I love your content, and I thought that I would share this crazy sister-in-law drama that's been going on in my life. Please share any advice or what I should do. This is a long story. Sorry. (laughs) For context, I have been dating my boyfriend for almost seven years. We have lived together for five years. His sister, let's call her Alexandra, has been living with us the entire time. At first, everything was great. We would get along and hang out together. Then she moved to Mexico for a year during the pandemic. When she returned, everything changed. She started to smoke weed outside of the house, so I didn't really care. She also stopped helping around the house. She wouldn't help the kitchen or clean the bathroom i would communicate with her about this but she never listened i let her know that if she was going to eat the food i was cooking that she would need to help with the dishes so she decided to not eat the food that i cook i got pregnant in 2022 and things were rough with her she would leave her used pads and tampons on display in the trash can for everyone to see i told my boyfriend to tell her that she needs to wrap it up in toilet paper so it's not noticeable at one point she also smoked weed inside of the house and that really pissed me off because she knew that i had my newborn in the Mm -hmm. house she told my boyfriend that she never smoked it in the house but she accidentally spilled it in the bathroom my boyfriend said nothing else to her that day, I was ready to leave the relationship. I was in due. I was. I think maybe it was due to oh, him. Not. It was due to him not telling her anything. I ended up staying. Fast forward a few weeks. She started to tell my boyfriend that I was throwing away her razors from the bathroom, that I stole an EBT card from her room, and that I did a bunch of other things. She would randomly text my boyfriend that I did something to her every few days. I got really angry because my boyfriend was not doing anything about these false claims that she was making about me. There are cameras in both doors leading outside. Her bedroom door is right next to the back door, so the camera is slightly facing her bedroom door. If I would be messing with her items, then I would have been seen in the camera, which my boyfriend has access to. My boyfriend, again, to all of the messages sent from her, simply replies saying that he's going to talk to me. I've read those messages and she has called me a stupid, fat, bitch, annoying, idiot, and many other words, and he does not defend me. Mm. Another incident that happened was that I'm a stay-at-home mom. At around 11 a.m., I put music on a Google Home speaker that they are not that loud and started cleaning. She claimed to my boyfriend saying that the music was really loud and she couldn't sleep. I respected her sleep and turned it off. Now... I have a baby, and she would see that the baby would be sleeping in the living room, and she would blast her music, waking my baby up. I would let my boyfriend know, and he would do nothing about it. We've gotten into a, quote, physical fight. I installed childproof cabinet magnets because my baby is eight months and she's crawling everywhere, so I want to make sure she doesn't get into anything dangerous. I installed them into the bathroom, and one day she took them off and threw them away. I got angry and I knocked at her door and told her I wanted to speak with her. I told her why I was angry and she started to scream at me. During that time, I was actually pregnant with baby number two, which I miscarried. She started to push me and corner me into the bathroom corner. I got scared for my baby, so I pushed her and she hit herself in the door. She then spit in my face, so I pushed her with the door until I was able to lock myself into the bathroom. She called my boyfriend crying and told him everything. I waited for a text message from him, and he was mad at me for what I did. Again, I was ready to leave the relationship and be a single mom, but again, I stayed. 
Lately, things have been going missing from the house, and I know that it's her throwing them away. I just don't want to say anything because I know that it would cause a big fight with my boyfriend and I. I just don't know what to do anymore. I want her to leave or move back to Mexico with her parents. I don't know how much longer I can live in the same house with her. I don't want to leave my boyfriend, but I might not have a choice. Pictures are added. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. Listen, she definitely sounds like she's a shit starter, you know? But your boyfriend, not one time in this entire me email, has supported you. And I think that's speaking volumes. Like, you're to blame for everything. All right, he's going to talk to you. She'll send him a message. All right, he's going to, he'll handle it. He'll talk to you. He got mad at you when you pushed her out of the bathroom with that door. A, you were pregnant. B, she was threatening you, put it backing you into a fucking corner. What did he expect you to do? I feel like this relationship is never going to succeed with her being in the house. Also, if you don't have the support of your partner, like I think that's to me more importantly is having the support of your partner. And I don't see that. And maybe he is very supportive. And just in this email, it didn't come across that way. I don't see him being a supportive partner, and I think that's so crucial to a relationship. And then on top of that, he, um, I mean, you have a shitty sister-in-law who lives with you. I would, if I wanted to keep my relationship and, and have my family, I would fight for it. And I would sort of give an ultimatum. She has to go. And I need you to be supportive of me. And if he can't do either of those things, then I would leave that relationship because what the hell, <laughs> you know, like everything is against you, him, her, like the living situation. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think you need to have a serious talk with him. And uh, I know you said you've spoken to her many times and nothing ever happens. I think you need to speak to him and tell him how you're feeling and how, you know, as a partner, he should be supporting you. As the father of your child, he should be supporting you. And, um, yeah, I think see how that conversation goes. But I, I feel bad in your situation. I feel, like you're, I feel like you're caught in the middle, and it shouldn't be that way at all. Yeah, I would agree. I would give him the, are you going to support me? Because if you're not, I'm out. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. That's terrible. Yeah. Fuck that sister-in-law. How old is she? Leho got me in the picture. Looks like she's old. Oh, she's in the picture? Yeah, the first the first picture oh. is her. You know what I'm saying? That's her. The first picture is the oh, sister-in-law. Oh, oh, I see, I see, So I see. Go, go, go get a job. Go fucking. And, and come on. You're playing the music when the baby's sleeping. Like, you're, she's just outright trying. That's what I'm saying. She's a shit stirrer. She's trying to start problems. If someone you know? pulled off my baby safety baby things on the cabinets That's in it. my it's home. It's a war. I would be so irritated. That's what I'm saying. And that's what she went to complain that's about. That's malicious. Like, you know what those are for. Mm -hmm. You want my baby to hurt itself? Like, what's wrong with you? And then she was nice enough. She's like, oh, she started playing music at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm sleeping. On, on a Google. I have a Google. They don't play very don't loud. Well. <laughs> She's sleeping. But then she texts the boyfriend and the boyfriend tells, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's so yeah, fucking no, you immature. You need to be supported by your partner. If he's yeah. not going to support you through his sister, like, is he supporting you everywhere else? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to yeah. to, to make the assumptions, but your daughter's beautiful, by the way. I um I feel like you need that. Like that's the most. That's a partnership. You need to yeah. have the the support of your your partner. Hundred percent. 
Nice. Good luck to you. Yeah. Do you want me to read the next one? It's long. Or do you want to do it? Uh, it's up to you. Up to you. All right. I could try. Okay. <laughs> okay. Urgent advice, please. Miscarriage and my boyfriend moved across the country. Wow. That's a doozy, huh? Yeah. Uh, hi, ladies. I want to stay anonymous. I'm in desperate need for some gentle and loving advice and thought you two would be perfect. Okay, good to know. We'll <laughs> for, be gentle and loving. <laughs> for reference, I'm 28 and my boyfriend is 25. I want to preface this by giving a trigger warning about uh, for miscarriage. This is also an extremely long email and I apologize. Now to the situation. I started dating one of my best friends in March. We had known each other and been friends for over a year and had been flirty and spending all of our time together for months before we started dating. We were incredibly close before dating and, of course, grew even closer while dating. We told each other everything, all of our trauma and difficult life situations, our fears, our goals, and things that we would never tell anybody else. Our relationship was incredible. We spent time having deep conversations about life and insecurities. We went to my best friend's wedding together, and he officially asked me to be his girlfriend there. I met with his family, his friends multiple times, including extended family. His mom and I would text, and she would tell me she loves me. I was his caretaker after surgery. He drove my car even when I wasn't in it. Uh, but even more than that, there were um, micro-interactions that we had. The way we spoke to each other, he told me, Nobody has ever cared for him this much other than his mom and that I'm his favorite person and his best friend. The way he looked, we looked at each other with nothing but love behind our eyes. The cringy baby talk that we do with our significant other, mm. the made up words and phrases, the way we would hold each other when one of us was sad or just wanted to cuddle. We cleaned up each other's apartments if the other one left first. He called my cats his kids. Of course, nobody and no relationship is perfect. But everything was just aligning with us. The way he, um, I'm sorry, the way that we each needed to receive love was meant by the other person in a way that I can only describe as being a perfect match. This is so beautiful. <laughs> when we first started dating, I knew he was planning to move across the country a few months down the line. He said once at the beginning that he was sorry that this can't be forever. And after we talked about our relationship ending, when he moved, uh, after, oh, sorry, that was one sentence. <laughs> um, that was until a few weeks before he was supposed to move when he said he just wanted to be sure we were on the same page about ending the relationship when he left. During that conversation, he told me that he didn't feel supported by me in his decision to move because I always get sad and shut down when it's brought up. I felt really bad about that and I understood why he was feeling like that and I worked on connect correcting that behavior. I wasn't perfe perfect, but I was actively trying to change the behavior. After that conversation, we continued to date like normal and act completely normal doing things like me taking care of him after surgery. Then I found out I had a miscarriage about a week before he was leaving. He was initially ex extremely supportive and sweet, doing anything he could to help. But as it got closer to when he was leaving, he was busy and packing. I was in bed, actively miscarrying, in excruciating pain, and he was hanging out with friends because he wanted to say goodbye to them. But the thing is, he's moving across the country into his family member's house, so he didn't have a lease he needed to get to. He does not... 
have a job lined up, and he doesn't have any any interviews scheduled either. He was planning on going abroad for a, f- a few weeks after moving and started before starting to look for a job. He didn't even look into switching his flights for his trip to be able to stay with me a little longer. There was no reason why he absolutely had to leave at that time. Everything was optional and able to res- be rescheduled or revised. The night before he was going to leave, we had an incredibly good conversation where he apologized for everything. He talked to me about how he tends to run when he's not sure about what to do and didn't know if he was moving for the right reasons. He said he wants to be with me, but he is scared of commitment. We talked that couple, we talked about couples therapy and how beneficial it would be for him and for us. He changed his flights to stay with me through all of my appointments and moved in with me, and it was perfect during that time. Getting me my heating pad, putting on my favorite shows, giving me massages, making me all of my food, cleaning the apartment, taking care of the cats. During that time, we were fully in a fully committed relationship, living together, cooking together, going car shopping, going to dinner with his family, etc. But the thing is, is he still left. He drove across the country and went abroad by himself. He wants to start over in his new place by himself. He says he wants to be with me, but feels, but does feel like he can't be right now because he's scared and needs to take time to figure things out. He's still talking to me and FaceTime me for like two hours and brings me around the country he's in, bringing me to breakfast and showing me everything he was seeing. The whole situation has been so emotional and there's a lot of uncertainty and uncertainty uh, back and forth. Almost all of our friends are so mad at him to and say, I deserve better, and what he did was unforgivable and all that. They say if I want, if he wanted to be, he would. And I know that he was not good to me in this extremely difficult situation, but I feel like life and people are more complex than that. Knowing him and his trauma, having had conversations with him where he cries about the parts of himself that he hates, and knowing um, how much that tears him apart and impacts him breaks my heart when i look at him and the way he's behaving all i see is the little kid who is who has something traumatic happen to him and who don't doesn't fully trust the people who love him because i know him i can make the connections between life circumstances and his behavior and i get it i understand him I know that if we were officially to get back together, there are a lot of things that we would need to talk about and work through and a lot of trust that would have to be built back. In my heart and in my gut, I still feel like we're going to be together. I can't explain the feeling, but ever since I met him, I had this indescribable feeling that we are going to end up together, even when there were no signs that we were. I'm sure it sounds crazy, but even after all this, I just know that we're going to end up together. I just wanted to hear you both. I just wanted to hear what you both have to say about this. I feel like I'm talking in circles with my friends, but I'm really struggling. I'm really starting. I'm already starting therapy tomorrow and have been doing things to take care of myself, like going for walks, journaling, meditating, and spending time with family and friends. Uh, Sorry, friends and animals. But I just need to hear from other people what they think of the situation and opinions on what I should do. I just feel sad in so many ways. I want to be the mom more than anything. And though we are not trying to have a child, I loved from the moment I knew. I'm still grieving the loss of a miscarriage while also trying to process what's going on right now. Any words of advice or wisdom or love would be helpful right now. Thank you so much. I already know I'm going to feel better after hearing from you.
Love Anonymous. That was a lot to take in. I just want to say, are you a therapist? Her? Yeah. Why? I don't know. That was so, like, just her understanding of his trauma and the way, the words that she used. And I feel like she should be a therapist. Mm. I feel like you're understanding and you get it and, like, you know him and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like you would make a very good therapist. So if you're not and you're looking for a career, I think you'd be a really good one. <laughs> Okay, what's your what's your love wisdom advice? Um so correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm gathering from this is the major thing that he did wrong was when she was going through the miscarriage, he was with his friends and doing other things. And still not I mean he winds up eventually. But then she talked to him about it, he was attentive. Yeah. Okay, but so I think, I think she, he was just a stupid guy and he didn't realize the severity of the situation. And once you explained it to him, he changed his behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm looking at it too black and white, but unless he's doing all these other awful things to you, it sounds like he's a good guy. He said, sorry, we couldn't be together forever because he was going to move really far away. So he figured you guys would be ending the relationship. If you love him and you want to be with him, which it sounds like you do, then I think that you guys would make it work. Yeah. You said you know that we we're going to end up together. Yeah. I personally wouldn't be able to do long distance. That's just me. Especially if you really want to be a mom and start a family. I think that would be really difficult. So I think that's something that you guys need to work out. Um, but I think if you approached him about what he did wrong and he changed his behavior, then I see nothing wrong mm-hmm. with continuing the relationship. Yeah. No, I think um, my opinion is you obviously care really uh, very deeply for him and you guys have connected on so many levels, which I think is beautiful and amazing and had all those very important conversations. And even though he did not seem supportive when you were going through your miscarriage after you talked to him, he did change his ways. And I think that speaks volumes I also think that him being abroad and FaceTiming you and taking you to breakfast is showing how much he loves you as well. And I think maybe a little time apart could be a good thing. It could make him, you know, like he's afraid of commitment. He's, you know, he's expressed his honesty on like, yes, I love you, but I'm just afraid of commitment. He's being honest, you know, and maybe at this point in time, he's afraid of commitment maybe six months from now, he'll wake up and go, I don't see my life without her. I have to go back, whatever. We have to make this work. If you're willing to wait for him to sort of make up his mind or come to a realization or have a conversation, like, do you see us coming back together in the future? Then that's up to you to do, you know? I would... In your heart of hearts, you're saying, like, you know you're meant to be together and stuff like that. Have the conversation. Is that the same way he's feeling, you know? Because I would hate for you to sit around waiting, quote, waiting for a man who's never going to come to you. But his actions of, like, just the whole FaceTiming when he was abroad and taking you to breakfast and showing you the sights he was seeing shows me that he feels the same way for you. I'm 
God bless you. I do feel like maybe he's scared of commitment and I think he's trying to live a little, figure it out in his own mind before he becomes that committed person to you, you know, Mm. which I have to respect. I always respect honesty. And if he's like, listen, I'm just not ready. I respect that he's being honest with you. So why commit to you for it to fall apart, you know? So I think you're, I think you're mentally more prepared for a committed relationship than he is. And I, just by reading this email, feel that you two will wind up together. Um, I do feel that you guys have like a very deep love for each other. And I think he is scared of that. So I think if you don't want to just wait around not knowing, have that conversation on like to see how he feels about you. And does he see you in the future getting back together? And then, you know, take it from there, you know? Word. Yeah. Oh, good luck. That sucks, man. It's meant to be, it'll be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Advice. Vensesh, I'm a sad daughter. Oh. Hey, listen, Jerry, I've written in before for a love story episode, but unfortunately this email won't be as lighthearted. Jerry, we've chatted over Facebook Messenger when he was going through it and would love to update on him if you're up to it. Oh, when Frankie was going through it. Oh, I thought she was saying someone that's in her life's name. (laughs) My bad. Uh, No, because like I had asked people. Yeah. So uh, update on Frankie. If you didn't hear me complaining about him on fucking Monday, pissing everywhere and, you know, whatever. He's still my Frankie. I love him. Um still has no use of bladder he is walking he still falls over sometimes but he's happy he's healthy other than that like he's doing well i just wish he would regain use of his bladder because it's very very demanding it's a lot of work and a lot of sort of on him and me uh but thankfully i am forever grateful that he has gained reuse of his legs for the most part and he's doing well so thank you for asking Okay, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I fucked that up, Major. No, because... Okay. If I'm I just so used to skipping over names. Right, <laughs> no, I got it, because... Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the urge to write this email after Father's Day episode and listening to Jerry talk about her real father. She talked about how he was very physically able-bodied person that everyone relied on, but then did a 180 and could barely walk and became depressed and then was just a shadow of his old self. And this is exactly what I'm going through with my father. And I'm writing this in partially just vent about it and also to ask for advice. So for some backstory, my my dad was and still is quite literally the best person I've ever known. He was so funny and quick-witted in a room full of people. He was always the one cracking jokes, most of them hilariously dirty. (laughs) He was the one that I went to if something ever went wrong, whether it was a car problem, house problem, any problem, it didn't matter. He was always there to help. All that changed last year when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. It changed him completely. He couldn't work anymore. He became very depressed, severe anxiety. And if it wasn't already bad enough, he was diagnosed with Louis body dementia last month. My dad is no longer the man that I once knew. He can barely hold a conversation with me. I don't remember the last time I heard him laugh or crack a smile. I worry that he'll soon even forget my name, my husband, and our children. I feel like I'm grieving someone who is still alive. I feel helpless because there's virtually nothing I can do to make him feel better. I ask him how I can help, and his answer is always, I don't know. How am I supposed to help someone who doesn't know how to help themselves? I also hold a lot of guilt. Should I be spending more time with him? He's 
he says that having people around him causes him anxiety, so I back off. But of course, I want to see my dad, especially when I know it's only going downhill from here. I cry every single day, and Father's Day was especially hard this year because I almost feel as if it was my first one without my dad. I don't really know what I'm asking for in this email. Maybe some advice or just some insight. Sorry, I'm stuffy, you guys. Or just some insight from someone on the outside looking in. I just feel so bad for my dad. I miss my dad and who he used to be. He's only 64. I'm only 28. And I just feel like we shouldn't be going through this right now. Thanks in advance for any input you can give me. And sorry if this is all over the place. Just a glimpse into all my thoughts about all of this. Okay, okay love, love you. you. Bye. As per usual, Jerry's sitting here in tears because it's horrible. And I... Uh, I don't know. I think it was um, a little bit of a blessing in disguise that I didn't know my dad when he was the happy-go-lucky. You know, I only got to meet him when he was already sick, already the depressed guy. So I never saw that, like you were saying, like the, you know, the light of a room and everybody loves him and always so helpful and caring. And I never got to see that part of my dad. So I don't know how to give you advice because I didn't have to mourn him before he died. Holy cow, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just very relatable. <clears throat> anyway, as far as advice, I would try to seek out professionally what the sort of right thing to do is when you're dealing with people with dementia or Alzheimer's because thankfully I've never had to deal with that. But... Um... I could feel your pain of, like, you don't want to abandon him, but, like, you feel when you're around him, you don't want him there. Like, that's a really tough situation, especially since he was your everything. You know, the old version of him was your everything, you know? I think you maybe just need to find a new way to love the new him, you know? And make the new memories, I guess. I, I, I don't know what to say because... Thankfully, I've never had to deal with like this, but I'm really scared to have to deal with this, you know, like it's it's scary. And unfortunately, I really don't have much experience with it at all. So advice, I really don't have any other than not to beat yourself up and maybe just try to educate like, even if you seek out help from, like, the doctors on what the best way or how the best way to deal with him is. Because I just see, like, from shows or hear from other people, it's like, you can go in sometimes and, like, they recognize you and remember every memory. And sometimes they, like, you walk in and you would have to repeat yourself 12 times because they don't, you know. So, I'm a... I guess it could be so extremely frustrating and disheartening knowing that this man who was your absolute everything is just not the same man anymore. And, um, yeah. 
I didn't even answer it, did I? I just think if you try to ask for professional help on how to deal with it, I think is going to make you feel the most comfortable about it. I would say the same. I think the thing that sticks out to me the most is that he said having people around him causes him anxiety, so you just back off. I think that's something that I would nip in the butt. I don't know if he's on anxiety medication or anything of that sort, but I would... Try to do that so that you can spend more time with your dad and it doesn't, like, cause him stress. So that's what, personally, I would go to the doctors with, with he has so much anxiety that he doesn't even want other people around him and I want to be with my dad. So what can we do to help his anxiousness? That's what I would start with, personally. Because, yes, he's a totally different person now, but you still want to be around him. So I think that's the one thing that I would really focus on is being able to just be in his presence at least. Mm -hmm. So I would start there personally. That's great advice. That's like the most important thing is that you're around him. So I would nip the anxiousness in the butt for sure. Because you can't change that he has dementia. You can't change that he has Parkinson's. That it is what it is. So try to focus on the things that you can make progress on. Step one being around him. Yeah, like how can you help? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's great advice. I'm 100%. sorry, guys. I'm a fucking hot mess. You're such an but... empath. It's so cute. Huh? You're such an empath. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's terrible, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I am. Listen, obviously, I'm, I feel for you. I'm so sorry for what you're going through. But I definitely think Alyssa hit it on the head with talk to the doctors about how to fix the things that you can fix yeah. or can deal with. And yeah. Uh, hundred percent and uh listen memories are memories for a reason because those are what we can cherish and keep forever and ever and ever so your dad will always be who he was you know like sure this is a different version of him now but you just got to hold on and cherish their memories take a lot of videos and pictures yeah uh yeah yeah hundred percent oh girlfriend i'm so sorry i hope everything is okay all right more family issues. Yay! Oh, this is I'm a sorry. More <laughs> like Me too. I sneezed and now I'm just oh, sniffly. Okay. Hi, beautiful ladies. I need to know if I'm overreacting or what you would do differently here. All the adult grandkids, my cousins, planned a trip. But I was the only adult grandkid not invited. I sent my sister a text and asked about it, and I told her I was a little bit upset that I wasn't invited. Instead of her talking to me, she was just showing my text to my cousin, and they were making fun of me. When I asked her why she was showing my text and laughing, she lied to me and told me that she was showing TikToks. Oh, right in front of you? Oh, my God. I was standing behind them so I could read the messages that she was showing. I heard them making fun of me. Ow. I was told that I was causing drama and ruining the trip for them and didn't even want to go on the trip anymore. So I stopped talking and left it alone before I said something I couldn't take back. I didn't think I was causing drama considering I only went to her. Drama would have been if I started spreading rumors and causing scenes, none of which I did. My sister has always been all that I have. My parents are a shit show. I'm nine years older than my brother. Most of my family are people that I don't fit in with. So seeing my sister making fun of me and lying to me made me wonder how much she's done the same thing behind my back. I decided to take a huge step back from her and my cousins. I stopped answering texts and only communicate if it has to do with my kids or my nieces. She's always been my ride or die. So this feels like mourning the death of my best friend. If I didn't have my kids, I know for a fact 
that I'd be an addict. Oh my Jesus Christ. I have so much that I want to numb and forget, but I don't because I want to be better for my kids. So handling things like this is hard for me. I've done it all with my family so many times for 20 years. I'm not forgiving and I can't do this pattern anymore. I end up just going through the motions of life and I feel like I'm not mentally there. Like I black out for months at a time. I don't know if I'm being dramatic about all this with my sister or sister or if I should stand my ground and learn to move on. She isn't going to talk to me about this. She won't have an adult conversation. I tried. I was told that I'm causing drama and ruining the trip. What would you do? On a happier note, I'll attach some pictures of my babies. Always love showing them off. Hope you ladies have a great summer and enjoying Alyssa's pool. Aww. Oh my goodness. Oh, so cute. You know what I would do? I would fuck them all. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh, I would you, talk to your sister. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mm. I mean, she even said that her sister is not going to talk. She's not going to talk to me. She mm, said it. I guess, yeah. She's not, she isn't going to talk to me about this, and she won't have an adult conversation. I tried. I told them I'm causing the trauma and ruining their trip. A trip that you weren't even invited to. They completely ostracized you from a whole cousinship. Every cousin in the family is going on this trip, but they leave out you. Yeah, your and sister you needs to why. fucking I mean, adult up and, be, and tell you why. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. But I, I'm going to tell you something that I'm learning uh, every day. I learn it every day. I know I've posted about it recently, I think. And it's like, why why try to be in relationships that they don't want to be in a relationship with you? If, it, if they're not putting in the work, why should you put in the work? Yeah. You literally just said if it wasn't for your kids, you'd probably be a drug addict. It's I mean, think horrible. about that. That is like what your, quote, family is making you want to do because of the way they treat you or the way they, uh, you know, are trying to blame you because you're the, um, what do they call her? Oh, the one causing the drama and stuff like that. They left you out of a whole family plan and you questioned it. To me, that's not causing drama. To me, that was like, hey, why was I left out of the whole family plan? If they can't even answer you and then they're mocking you, I mean, fuck them. Like, what's the point of having them in your life if they only cause you harm to a point where you said you could possibly be an addict if it wasn't for your kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, why would you want to be around that? I would want a better life for my kids as well. And, and, and being around people who don't want to be. If I forced a relationship for the sake of my kids, for example, what is that showing my kids? That I'm not worth? Like, you trying to try to keep this relationship or wondering why you're not invited is only, like, it to me, it's like showing your kids that uh, um, to allow people not to, treat you like if you're not worthy of shit surround yourself with better people you know and i'm sorry like family we talk about it all the time family's fucked up family doesn't necessarily need mean blood you know we have people closer in our lives that are not blood that are not family that would do more for us than our own family and blood so i think you just need to Take a step back, which you said you already did. I think take a step back, reevaluate what your, how important the relationships with your sister and your cousins are. And if it's something that you realize is only causing you harm, I would just step back from it. I would be um, just social with them if I need be, but I wouldn't invest 
my deep emotions into it because you're the one that's getting hurt. You're the one that's being left felt like shit. You're the one that's feeling not worthy of being invited on this family trip. You know, to me, it's not a healthy environment. And I think by raising kids in that environment, you're showing your kids that it's okay to be felt like less than, Mm. you know? I also think that you need to work on yourself because I think the things that you're writing, the way that you're feeling is not good. You said you black out for months at a time. You feel numb. You're depressed, it sounds like. You're not mentally there. So I think you should definitely seek out some help and get yourself right for your children, too. Yeah. Not only for yourself, but also for your children. I also think surrounding herself with better people will help her along that journey, you know? Yeah. She needs to be in the right headspace first, though. You know? Yeah. Work on you, and then the right people will come into your life. Okay. Oh. Good luck to you. Okay. Okay. Advice. Moving to another state and feeling guilty. Hi, Alyssa and Jar. I just want to say it's my first time writing in, but I've been listening since the beginning, and I've been watching Alyssa since the Canning G7X unboxing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love you both so much. This is my favorite podcast, and Alyssa, you're my favorite YouTuber. Oh, my God, Always look you. forward to listening and watching. Also, try to double space it in case Jerry reads. <laughs> I opened it, and I was like, oh, it looks like a poem. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it because I think it's going to be a long one. So I need some advice. I've been with my boyfriend for almost six years. He's 22, I'm 23. We met and live in Florida, but we don't live together yet. He was born in a state further north, and I knew from the beginning of our relationship that him and his parents eventually wanted to move back up north for a few reason, for a few reasons, and one of them was being that they would be closer to family, and Florida isn't for them. I have lived in Florida for most of my life and didn't grow up having an idea on if I would want to move away when I got older or definitely stay in Florida. I've been indifferent about it. Fast forward to last year, my boyfriend's parents decide they're going to make some moves and 2023 is the year that they want to buy a house in Virginia and move. They, of course, want my boyfriend to go. And I have a good relationship with them, so they want me to go as well. Christmas 2022, I went on a road trip with them up north, and it was my first time getting to meet his extended family and to see new places, experience a true winter, etc. And I loved it. I kind of hate such hot weather, and in Florida, that's what we do get year-round pretty much. So I'd love to experience the true seasons, and plus, his family was just so awesome and welcoming. They made me feel comfortable. So besides just spending the holidays together, this trip was an opportunity for me to see the state for myself and decide if I would even want to move there. I couldn't give it a fair answer before since I've never visited. Now I'm very much leaning to wanting to take this step with him. Here's my problem. I love my mom, but I don't have the greatest relationship with her. She's not very supportive. I won't go into detail of it all because we'll be here all day but she's also not all bad and we do have good moments i'm also a people pleaser and despite so many arguments with my mom and hurtful things she said well many times i would say screw this i'm done other times i would feel bad for leaving her well i would go see my boyfriend my dad and her divorced so it's just her and i living in the house it went from it being me my brother and my dad And then my dad left when they divorced. And a couple of years later, my brother moved out because he felt ready. 
So it makes me feel guilty because I'm the last one and I don't want to leave her alone. But I also know that whether I move to another state or not, I will eventually not be living with her either way. I told her, uh, sorry, I told my boyfriend a couple of months ago that I needed more time before moving to Virginia. So we compromised and decided that we would wait to find an apartment down here for a year while his parents move. And then after our lease is up, we would move up to Virginia because I know he doesn't want to stay in Florida. And I honestly liked it up there. And I think it would be good for us. So I guess where I need advice is on how I get over the guilt of leaving my mom. I felt I feel horrible and I know I have to live my life. Excuse me. But the thought of moving away terrifies me because of that reason. And because it's something so big and new to me. I never had such a big move since being an adult. Also, do you think I should just go for it and make the move a couple of months? Oh, sorry. Make the move in probably a couple of months when his parents do. Or do I live in Florida together together for another year and then move up? By the way, if it was solely up to my boyfriend, we would move tomorrow. Sorry it's so long. Thank you, ladies. Okay, okay love you. Bye. Girlfriend, fuck staying in Florida for another year. Another year isn't going to make no difference. Exactly. Just go. In my opinion, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, you want to go. He wants to go. One year here staying in your state is literally going to make zero difference. You're just procrastinating it because you feel guilty about it. And listen, even though you're the same in a year and your boyfriend agreed to stay a year and everything else, but he might miss his family and sort of resent the fact that he stayed there for you. Bye. Number one. Number two, your mom guilting you in, in, not directly guilting her, but you're feeling guilty for leaving your mom, but you admit that sometimes she's a shitty mom, sometimes she's not. Listen, like you said, whether you stay in Florida or move to Virginia, you're not going to be living with her forever. So in my opinion, right. rip the Band-Aid off. Try. Listen, if you come out to Virginia and you wind up hating, you can always go home, you know? But you have to live your life for you now, you yeah. know? And and mom will be fine. And if she's sad and you're sad, it's fine. You're going to be sad. You'll miss her. She'll be sad. She'll miss you. And you guys can make plans. We just said this on the last podcast about how Listen and, and Crystal have better times together now because it's planned. It's sort out. It's intentional. Yeah. It'll be the same thing with your mother. And as It'll you get be- older, you have your own shit going on. Yes. So, like, you can't always be together all the time right. anyway. So, like. Right. So I don't, not for one second, think you should feel guilty for leaving no. your mom. Should you feel sad? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, make a plan. Even before you leave, maybe that'll make you feel better. If make a plan of your first get-together. Like, we're going to move up there now, X, Y, and Z date, da 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 and we would love for you to come up and visit us when we get settled in our apartment. Make right. a plan. Yeah. Maybe that'll make you both feel better about the situation. But I don't think you should not live your life because you feel guilty leaving your mother's home. No. You're You're grown. Yeah. You know? And mom knows when you have kids, you know one day they're going to grow <laughs> no, up and leave. Stop it, okay? It's just stop not, it. It's not a secret. <laughs> like, listen, my daughter she had She did it. it herself. She had you. <laughs> my daughter had um her appointment yesterday at the pediatrician. And he was so cute. New doctor. We never met him. But he was just so cute. And he was like, oh, you need this for college. Da, da, da. Yes. And he just looks at me and there's tears running down my face. And he was like, oh, no, you're going away, aren't you? And she's like, yeah. Said, Where are you going? And she goes, New Haven. And he looked at me. He's like, Mom, 
it's still it's close still enough. Two hour though. drive. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I made you cry. And I'm like, listen, it's just who I am. <laughs> You're like, no, trust me. <laughs> I just cried. I would have cried anyway. <laughs> you could have asked her what, how tall she is, and I would have started crying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah, so with that being said my daughter's leaving me am i heartbroken sure but i'm also thrilled she is off to start her life now and as a mom even though i cry every two minutes over it and i'm gonna miss the fuck out of her i want this for her yeah and I want your mom. I hopefully your mom will want it for you. And if she doesn't, you got to want it enough for yourself. And and that's it. You know, like you have to start living your life now. You know? Yeah. Sorry. I just cracked my fingers like right into the mic. I'm so Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to. That's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, sweetheart, I think you should not prolong it. I think you guys should just go up with the parents. I think you should start your own life. If you all live together in the beginning and then you and your boyfriend eventually get your own apartment together, however it works for you. But I think have mom come up, have her feel like you're not just abandoning her, that you're being, that she is equally part of the family as, you know, as his parents are, because you're moving up with them, she might have that, oh my God, you know, like, thing. Make her part of it. Yeah. But she needs to be nice, too, and be a good mom. Oh, absolutely. So call her out on the bullshit. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last one. Am I overreacting? Friendship advice. Good morning, ladies. I just first want to say how much I love the both of you and the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. But I'm just going to get right into it. So recently, I've been feeling like a third wheel in my friendship. A little background info. We all work together, and I got really close to one of the girls when we were in our off season, and it would just be the two of us on shift because it was slow. Then my schedule had a drastic change because of a class that I had started at four o'clock. So I started working mornings with a whole different set of coworkers, not really hanging out with my night crew as much. But we still texted. Like I said, we got really close. Fast forward a little bit. We got a new employee and she was put on the night shift as kind of my replacement because I was still working mornings. The change in my shift was not permanent just while I had my late class. Anyways, I also got along with the new girl and we started hanging out and quickly became good friends. The first time we all hung out together was actually at a bar for one of their birthdays and I felt completely left out. Side note, between the three of us, I'm the only non-Spanish speaker. I can sort of understand Spanish, but not fully enough to engage in a conversation. During this first time, they were taking shots together without me and speaking in Spanish for most of the night. Because we went out for her birthday, I didn't want to make a big deal and kind of make it about me, so I just kept quiet. Also, I had to work early the next morning, so I stopped drinking after a while to sober up for my shift, so maybe that caused me to be a little annoyed. We went out to a few bars a few more times and the same thing happened to me on one side of the table. The girls on the other, the girls on the other in Spanish, the girls who were speaking Spanish were sharing appetizers, leaving me out. I had a very hard time. I have a very hard time with confrontation. So I started inviting my friend who didn't work with us out so that I could have someone there. The next time we hung out, the three of us, they actually crashed a date that I was on and joined me and him for the rest of the night, which was really not a big deal as the guy kind of knew them because he was the one inviting me. He was the one I was inviting to help me not feel like a third wheel. And it wasn't really a date. We were just getting drinks. This time again, they really weren't including me in anything, just taking shots, the two of them. But because I had the guy that I was out with, it didn't bother me too much. I didn't want to bring it up in front of him, so I let it go. Went out a few more times, and I couldn't take it anymore. 
I decided in my head that I would not go out with the two of them by myself again because I felt left out. One of the girls texted me saying if I asking if I wanted to go out, and I told her no because I felt like a third wheel. She said, we never want you to feel that way. Why would you feel that way? I told her, and she promised to change. I was invited out again. This time it was supposed to be a group of us three Spanish speakers and myself, and then one of my coworkers who didn't speak Spanish. The day of us going out with my coworker who didn't speak Spanish, it was canceled. And I just knew that I was going to feel left out. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were already on the way. When we got to the restaurant, immediately the three of them started speaking in Spanish. And I'm not trying to say that they can't speak it, but that's just not my place. But as my friends, they know I can't understand them. Mm -hmm. It's just common decency to speak something that we can all understand. That was my last straw. I didn't say anything the whole time at the restaurant. I didn't say anything when they dropped me off in my car. They invited me out again. This time I just said no and explained to them in a not so nice way that I constantly felt left out and I would never hang out with them in a group again. I've just since set a boundary where I'll only hang out with them separately or in big groups so that I never felt how I felt before. Now, my question is, did I overreact or how would you have handled it differently? Sorry for the long email. Hopefully that made sense. Okay, love you. Bye. Oof. um i'm toxic i would just cut them off i would have did the same thing <laughs> i would just stop because, talking to them you know like she said it's not that they can't speak spanish but if you're inviting your english speaking friend out your english speaking only friend out also you speak english yeah you can speak yeah, spanish when you're out with all your spanish friends but if you're inviting an english only speaking person with you you speak english that's rude listen you're blessed that you could speak two languages but it's rude it's rude so rude they're choosing to speak a language that you don't understand they or know speak. you can't right and you've addressed it and then they did it again mean. so to me they're not taking your feelings into consideration and for also, that reasons like, why what are you what are you trying to hide what you're saying like what's why what's the reason you know I don't know. I mean, it's it's maybe their native language. I mean, it's easier you know, for and them. it's easier for them. Maybe the new girl doesn't speak as good English. Like, I don't then know. Then it's not the friends for you. But uh, yeah, exactly. It's not the friend group for you to go yeah. hang out with if they make you feel uncomfortable every time you go out. Even That's after like addressing it. That's like the worst feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I would immediately pull away. Yeah, me if too. If I felt like, you know, I was like the... Third wheel. Odd duckling. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, no. 100%. Absolutely, 100%. You are not overreacting. I would have pulled out a a lot a lot of many bar to, bars ago. <laughs> yeah, I would I would have cut them off real quick. Yeah. I would have felt so uncomfortable the first time and I would have been like, "I right, this just not for me." Yeah. Let's move on from this. Yeah. And you know, and it's okay like, yeah. Cuz I know like even with Ever, when Ever had his cousin come over not too long ago and his cousin doesn't speak in good english so right. the whole the whole time i was just sitting like doo, 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 doo. yeah hi yeah want some water yeah. you know but, but i felt english. uncomfortable i was in my own yeah. house and i yeah. felt uncomfortable yeah and every other thing and it's like damn i really wish i knew spanish i know you know like yeah. i really wish i was bilingual i think that's a wonderful beautiful thing to be but if i have somebody in my house yeah like if he only spoke if I equally spoke, if I spoke Spanish and he was in my house, I wouldn't speak to ink. I wouldn't speak to ever in, in English, English knowing he didn't understand yeah. what was. Yes. That's hurtful. Yeah. That's intentional. And to me, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. So to you and your friends, I think you did not overreact. I think they don't deserve you as a friend. I think you're quite nice, actually. Yeah. That's what so I mean. It would be been. like, oh, yeah, I'll only hang out with them separately or in big groups. That's very nice of you. 
But sometimes there are certain friends, like there are certain friends that you would want to go to the bar with and there's certain friends that you want to sit on the couch and watch TV with. So I guess it makes sense. Like there's just certain dynamics that you would only want to do certain activities with. So I mm. guess that does make sense. It's just unfortunate that it happened this way, I guess. Yeah. You know, like there's certain friends that you would be like, that's my, or like, that's my work friend. Like we don't really hang out outside of work because it just wouldn't work, but it works at work. Right. You know, she's like my like, best friend at work. She's my, my, right. my work wife. Right. What but like we that? probably wouldn't work on the outside. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's certain friends for certain things. So as long as you're cool with that, I guess, you know. That's how it has to be. Yeah. If you like them individually and just when they're together, they just like to speak Spanish together and you've told them they don't do it, then not, not, so be it. not the setting for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Okay, guys. Wow. That was a lot. <laughs> I hope you have a great weekend. Um, I hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you all on Monday. <gasps> okay, okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.